and welcome to Dream Stories. We have many guests in the studio today. Actually, we just have one guest, and it's our son, <laughs> Joshua. Hello. And of course, we always have Michael. I never open up, so I thought, well, I'll open up this week. So I tried to get you just to do the show with Joshua since I had to do shows without you. I know, but you're like the staple. You're like the flower but in the cake. More people watch. When I'm just you're the old. I'm just the cherry on top sometimes. <laughs> okay, well, I, I anyway. frequent here and there, so yeah. We're glad you're here anyway. Yeah. Me or Josh? Both. Okay. Both. Yes, we're glad both of you are here. <laughs> I'm glad to be here as well. So I'm good. glad you're here. So. Okay. Awesome. What are we going to talk about today? I don't know. You set the show up today, so I have no idea. Well, this should be interesting. So, um, well, today, uh, well, this week we were talking to Josh, and um, he was reminding me of some dreams, and he told me about a dream he had had this week. So I thought we would do that. We'd talk about oh, his dream. Oh, that's right, because we had talked about having him on for a dream that he had had some time back. Exactly. And then he had another dream this week that seemed really relevant to current mm-hmm. uh circumstances yes. in life yeah. and since we hadn't talked about this ahead of time i guess we should try to think of what should we talk about to build up to get to his dream we can like talk about maybe the first dream i had and then and move then move the on dream. yeah because yeah, i think they're 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 related i think you believe they're connected i think so okay I think well so. that's that's i mean i mean <clears throat> first let's talk about joshua's journey in interpreting dreams from the time okay. he was a child yes <laughs> there's so many stories <laughs> wonderful stories yes yeah well, it, it, moving through revelatory <laughs> gifting into yeah. dream interpretation i yeah. mean really yeah. we did we really did um involve our children from early on into what we were doing and you were a pastor and so we we did a lot of training with with dreams learning how to interpret dreams and and even learning just what we i say we have a knower inside of us and it's something that i believe that we communicate with our creator with i call it my knower does your knower know my knower knows things and maybe there's a lot of people who are listening not knowing you have a problem Right. Possibly, yeah. I don't know what that problem exactly is. All I know is I'm connected to my creator. Right. And and I know things that I know I don't know how I know. But um, I remember one time we would, we, we would give encouraging words. Like we would just go out in the streets and just encourage people. We would go to yeah. the malls and we would just encourage people. And um, sometimes you would just have a knowing or something. And so one day Joshua, if I can tell this story on you, oh, was talking to um, a lady. And he had been through some of the classes. He was very excited. And he's very gifted. And so he, he just said something like, um, I feel like... You're like a cow. I see you like a I cow. I see you like a cow. Yep. And Which made it sound like he said she looked like a cow. And <laughs> she was uh, robust. Is that okay to say? Or? I think that's okay. Yeah, I mean, robust. She, was she, was, not, she, she, she didn't was, look like a cow, that's she for sure. Would, what my father-in-law would say is healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, she was a healthy woman. And... Um, so, and I can say that because he referred to me as being healthy a few times. <laughs> and uh, she would not have been, when you, th- I mean, let's just be straightforward and open. You, it made it sound like he was saying, you look like a cow, you're overweight. And she was not yeah. that overweight. She was not bigger than you. No, but for a female, you could just sense. be just, just a little bit overweight and it might could offend you. Right. But anyway, yeah, yeah. And we're talking about, you know, how, how do you, how do you tell someone an encouraging word when you've just said something well, that could have possibly really have offended someone? So anyway, the lady comes to you and she said, I just want to talk to you about your son. And you said, okay, great. You know, she said, well, he told me I basically, when he looked at me, I, I reminded him of a cow. 
and you said you like you're like I was <gasps> oh I, like concerned. you were gonna apologize she said no 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 before you say anything i just want to tell you that he he was so correct in what he was seeing about me he was seeing that you know that he said that after a while, he began to interpret this metaphor. Which is just like like inter- a daydream right. almost. He began to interpret the metaphor that said something like, um, you process things differently than everyone else. And a cow has multiple stomachs. It and it will things, chew on yeah. things. It will regurgitate them. Then it will swallow. And if you're not from Alabama, you may not know that a cow has seven stomachs. But they anyway, that's just something we know. Um, it doesn't. Four. Oh, four stomachs. Okay. But it was just something that I knew from science. Science class. I was I was always into science. I was into that thing, and so you know I I, I loved science and animals, and I watched Discovery Channel all the time when I was a kid, That's and so true. it was just a way that I saw things when I, I when I saw pictures in my head. I knew how to relate them to something that God was saying, and so you know it, it kind of goes to show for me at least it was things that I was interested in and I knew about that I had knowledge of that God allowed to speak through me. Right. Now that you're older, <clears throat> would you still say it the same way? No. Oh, no. <laughs> no. I would, no. But, but it was beautiful in the time you were young. Um, well, at the age, I mean like 12 years old, 10 or 12 years old. He was probably. about 12, I think. I think. Was. Yeah. yeah. Right. So uh, there was so much innocence in sharing it that it actually gave it life. And that's kind of a cool thing about understanding metaphor and recognizing metaphor. And, and that's the idea that when you... When you when you can speak through God's picture language, mm-hmm. and, and, and metaphorical pictures we see in our mind's eye, even in the daytime, when we're talking, folks, when we talk about dreams, we don't really talk about dreams in the sense of dreams that you have at night while you're asleep. That's a dream, yes. But when we talk about dreams, we tend to be talking about them as when you see something that needs interpretation, which includes the dreams we have at night when we're asleep, and it would include something like what you just saw in your mind's eye that was speaking to you about this person. Right. And so when we see those metaphors, at the age you were then, it actually gave it credibility because it was a very innocent beautiful way mm-hmm. to express that that wouldn't work at the age you are now. Right, because yeah, because I should know better, right? Right, right. exactly. And, and I the, should at least. But the woman, <laughs> <And we opened. laughs> the woman came to you and said it really blessed her. Yes. That he said it, even though she said it was so innocent and so honest, it really, at first she said she was almost offended, but then mm-hmm. she realized where he was going when he began to explain things. Yeah. So I love it that we have taught our children that dreams are important and to listen to that voice inside of them, when it begins to, well, you do have to be careful when you listen to a voice. But what I'm saying is uh, our creator. We, we listen to our creator's voice, and he speaks to us in multiple ways. Yeah. Dreams in the nighttime are one of the ways he speaks mm-hmm. to us. Daydreams can still be interpreted. That's yeah. a way he speaks to us. And then just imagery and pictures yeah. that he s- puts in our spirit, in our in our our, our consciousness into our, yeah. you know, uh, that, that into our imagination even right. is a way that he speaks to us. And sometimes we don't think about those being ways he speaks mm-hmm. f- in, in the churchy circles. If I can say that mm-hmm. without offending any of our Christian church people who, who are listening mm-hmm. in the, in the churchy type, type circles, people tend to think that their creator speaks to them by either talking out loud Right or um, in 
more, I guess, maybe mature settings. People realize, well, he doesn't always talk out loud. Sometimes our creator puts an impression in our in our in our being, but we tend they tend to still think that's going to be words. And so many times right. it's actually pictures, which is pretty amazing. So I, th- I think, and I think thinking back on that time, you know, I, I, I think it was really important for me growing up, knowing about these spiritual things to, for that experience to have been positive for me was not only probably was it rare, I think where a lot of people would be offended by that and would cause problems with it. And I probably would have had a much different experience, but knowing that, that what I said was right and it blessed someone and they, they didn't get upset about me trying right? and that they didn't get upset about the way I did it. And they were, and they were able to receive it. It was wonderful for me because even now I, that I would do things differently, I would say things differently. I would, I would be able to interpret myself before just saying what I said, mm. you know, I think, I think I would have had a different experience. I would have had a different journey coming to that place of being able to interpret dreams and interpret and, and give, you know, talk about that kind of spiritual thing with people. Yeah. Much different place. I think that experience really was one of those really positive things in my life that helped me get to where I am. Yeah. And, and I think what you experienced is for me as a Christian, uh, the new Testament has some real, uh, principles that are laid out for us that, describe that journey but we don't always recognize that's what it's saying so for me there's a passage in the book of hebrews um hebrews 5 14 and it says solid food is for those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil mm-hmm. and just practically speaking what if, if i can put that in the the french translation since there's three Frenches sitting here today. Uh, if I can put that into the French translation, so to speak, it basically is saying, uh, if you want to be mature, if you want to eat with the adults, basically, if you want to eat meat and not just always be drinking milk like a child or a baby would, um, if you want to eat meat, then you have to practice. And the more you practice, are you going to get it wrong? Sometimes you are. Are you going to get right? Sometimes you are. But the more you practice, the more often you're going to be able to discern what's right and what's wrong, what's good and what's not so good in what you hear and in what you say and how you present it. And that was one of those processes for you in growing in the process of of hearing and presenting because it takes both of those. So what we're saying is there needs to be a safe place. Yeah. A place for that your children or young people or people who don't understand interpreting dreams or interpreting metaphors or hearing their creator speak to them in a unique way. They need a safe place to do that. And we have to be prepared that there could be little mistakes or little bobbles along the way that we have to maybe uh, as those who are more mature and have been practicing longer, practicing their exercising their senses, I guess I should say that we help help them along, you know, not be correcting in in a harsh way, which brings me to another point. It's good to be encouraging when we're interpreting. Yeah. Why don't we keep running with this for just a little bit? Because we we have Joshua here today and he can always, we can always do a second episode. True. So why don't we keep running? Because I really think what you've raised and the topic that you've brought up for us to consider is, it's not something we've ever really talked about before on the podcast. And Mm -hmm. it it affects both dream interpretation, like what we're talking about now, Mm -hmm. but it affects the gifts 
that we have, the gifts our Creator gives mm-hmm. for interaction with those around us, and it affects how we approach young people growing in those things. And like, like you talking mm-hmm. about encouraging, it wasn't just encouraging to the woman who heard it. Mm-hmm. It was encouraging. It was strengthening to Joshua. Yeah, it was. It was amazing. Parents, as, as it was strengthening to us, right? And it was strengthening to the other team members. Yeah, who were watching. There yeah. was a growth process that took place that wasn't just for Joshua, right? And it wasn't just for the person receiving basically the dream interpretation. It was for it was for the idea of you know strengthening. Everybody involved. That's good. And I, you know, I, I think I think if if that's kind of the case, something that I I'd like to to bring up uh, is kind of the idea of like you know we talk about in scripture when you look at scripture and how God spoke and God spoke in in metaphor and He spoke not only in metaphor but in um, double entendres and and mm-hmm. and different kinds word of plays and word puns. plays and puns. And I think about you know. That's scripture is full of that. You know, one story that 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 has multiple lessons, that has multiple applications. All of that, you know, to say, you know, this particular story was, I feel like, a, a really good example of of that at work. You know, mm-hmm. in in what God does in in the now, and you know what. The, modern times where it's one story. This is just my story here that I tell, but, but God spoke to multiple people and there's multiple lessons to be learned from it. And, and just because, just because it was a something good for me, you know, something good for my growth. I think there was other people, just like you said, who I can tell that story to people now and mm-hmm. other people can learn from it, but you both had, you know, it impacted you in a completely different way. True. And, and I love that about God and how he speaks in metaphors and talking about dreams, you know, it doesn't just come in, in the turn when you're sleeping and when you're, you know, or even when you're, you're doing other things in that kind of spiritual realm of, you know, of, of, of the prophetic it's, it's, it can be so much more and it can be so much deeper because that's who our God is. Right. And that's, that's how our God works. And I, right. I love that about me being able to say something that I believe to be true. And I felt God speak, speak to me about and receive that wonderful, you know, validation for what I was doing and how I was doing things, but also be able to use that mm-hmm. in other ways. Uh, I just love that reflection of God in, in his word and then coming through now in our, the season we're in now. So can I hang on to that? So I'm just thinking about what if there were a negative experience, how would we have dealt with it? So there were times where I might've given someone an encouraging word where I look at someone and I'm waiting on my creator to give me something encouraging to say to that person. And um, one time I said something that probably may not have been received well, or I added to it. Like it really wasn't everything. It wasn't like I kind of saw something or heard something in my spirit, and I it just didn't seem like it would be complete. And so I felt like I needed to add something to it. Whereas if I had just left it incomplete you know if i just not it wasn't incomplete it was complete if i just said what i heard but instead i felt like oh it's not enough or i need to add some flavor to that and i added something on top and that made that flavor that i added on top was totally from me (laughs) and it and it made it sour 
And then someone came to me and said, you know what, you told them part of it was perfect and part of it was wrong, totally wrong. And when they told me it, I was like, what I actually heard and saw in my spirit was the first thing, just the first thing. And I could have just left it at that, and I didn't. I felt like it needed some help, well, and I helped it, and, it, and I shouldn't have. You know? And that's a part of the learning curve, the, yeah. the growth process. And, and when it comes to interpreting dreams, the exact same principle applies. We, we interpret the dream. We don't give all mm-hmm. our thoughts and our feelings about it. We don't add right. advice to it. We don't. Let, and that's something you have to learn because right. I tell people you wear, you wear more than one hat when yep. you're interpreting dreams. Right. You wear the hat of the dream interpreter right. and that's just the interpretation of the dream. Right. You have to take that hat off right. and have a distinction before you share your thoughts and feelings about their dream. And sometimes right. you do that very overtly and you right. really can tell them that's what you're doing. Right. Other times when you have other areas of responsibility, say in a person's life, like for 20 years, I was a pastor, but I also could interpret dreams. And so if I right. interpret a dream, the line might get blurred a little more when I start giving pastoral advice about what to True. do with that dream. True. But it still had to have a distinction. Right. Yeah. Because and, when I saw this woman, I was kind of having a daydream when I looked at her and I just heard the word marriage. So I just thought, oh, she must have a good marriage. So I said, you've got a good marriage. Well, that wasn't. Well, that wasn't the case. There was something really hard going on in her marriage at the time. If I had just left it at marriage, if I had just heard that and just stuck with marriage and took that metaphor of marriage, I could have just said, okay, I'm just I'm I'm just hearing the word marriage. She might then would have opened up and said, I need prayer for my marriage or something like yeah. that. And that's why I could have stopped it. I, I kind of interfered with a flow possibly. And we have to be so aware of that. We have to be in tune to that. And you may not understand that right now if you're listening to this podcast and you have no clue what we're talking about. You can reach out to us. We can kind of, you know, fill in more gaps. But because we're talking about 25 years of us learning yeah, and right. understanding, right? Well, and yeah. you're talking about something I think is interesting when we go back to Joshua's metaphor, the picture of the cow. Mm-hmm. If you had left that just as a see you like a cow, it would have been very damaging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It had to have more. Right. But there are other times when you can when you have to just leave with what you see. And knowing how to balance those is very significant because mm-hmm. I remember the time that you had someone come up to you in a, a group or a line. I don't know if Joshua may remember this. And uh, uh, you were sharing and you saw something for them and you, you didn't know anything else to do except just say what you saw, which, which was, was a crazy. pound cake. Oh, gosh. Are we going to go there? Yeah. Okay. Hey. And, and the person, you know, is weeping over what yeah. you said because they had been complaining about their life that they didn't have value or worth that all they did was bake pound cakes for people. Yeah. That wasn't really valuable. Their husband did lots of stuff. Right. But they just baked pound cakes when people came into town. And what you basically said by just giving what you saw was you have value. Yeah, they baked yeah. pound cakes. It was kind of like their ministry. They gave them to people to show them that she gave them to people to show them that she loved them. But then she began to beat herself up saying it's unimportant. I didn't know all that. Right. I just heard in my spirit say the word pound cake to her. Well, you know, and <laughs> it was weird. I didn't want to. It sounded so crazy. You went through a process of evaluating how and what you were going to say. But there is something to be said for coming back to where you are, Joshua, at 12, which is you just did it. Yeah. 
I mean, did you yeah. evaluate? I mean, how did that happen yeah, for you? Did, I don't, you know, I don't know. I think, I think it comes a little bit of, you know, maybe some of it was, I don't want to say luck, but some of it was just the way it happened. Mm-hmm. It happened that way. And it right place really at the right time. Right place, right time. <laughs> I was in the right frame of mind and I just happened. But, you know, there's also, you know, I, I could see it being, you know, you talked about your knower earlier, you know, a lot of times I can say something, you know, and a lot of times I do. And I think this is, this may call back all the way to that experience. I don't know, but I can just say a word or a phrase or say what I see. And it, when I, the, the moment I say it out loud, I know if I need to say anymore or not. Mm-hmm. And it's, and it's, I think it has to do with the, first of all, the first step of just taking the step of saying something. Mm. And, and I, you know, I, I think that's really a big part of how I minister to people now is a lot of times I'll just say what I see and I'll mm. know if I need to say any more after I've said it. Mm. Yep. And it's, it's, I think it's, I think it has to do with their response. I think it has to do with the discernment, the knower inside of me that I know at that point it's, t- I need to say more or things like that. I, there's things like that, but there's, there's things where I've had trouble too in that same regard of I feel like I need to say more. Like yeah. with, with well, that, you're talking about so. something that for the process of growth and maturity, when we look at it from the dream, because I try and even though we started to talk about more things than just dream interpretation, this is really mm-hmm. one of those places we're talking about revelation. Mm-hmm. That is hearing our creator's voice right. in various ways. One of the ways he speaks is metaphors, pictures. Mm-hmm. Um when we bring it back to dream interpretation and we look at this from the avenue of strictly dream interpretation, mm-hmm. then we've got a, a great illustration this time in the Old Testament that that points us as Christians to the idea that there is a balance between learning and knowing. Yeah. Learning and what we would call it would be uh, the difference between training and gifting. And in dream interpretation, we really do balance between those two things. Uh, it's taken from Daniel chapter 2, where Daniel has a gift. He's just capable of interpreting dreams. I mean, that's just who he is. And and yet, at the same time, he's not completely competent, completely capable. Hmm. And so in his case, his creator sends an angelic being, a spiritual being, to him to teach him some things about dreams on a particular dream and on some particular things. And so he gets trained by a third party, so to speak. Happened to be an angel for him, but still it's a, another And you another said Daniel, being. right? Um, did I say Daniel? Yeah. Okay. It, yeah, it's Daniel, right? Yeah. yeah. I was just making sure. You were confused. Well, sometimes I drift off. And I'm <laughs> just kidding. He I mean, did say Daniel, right? Daniel? Well, I was going to comment on that. There was also a time where he went and got some other people and said, me and my friends will find out what this means. Yes, exactly. Right? That's mm-hmm. why I want to make sure we were yeah, on no, the right and, bo- and both of those are part of that mm-hmm. process we're talking about, about growth. Mm-hmm. Growth in hearing, our creator in general. Yeah. Growth in dream interpretation, training, gifting, uh, but, and growth in maturing in how it's presented. Mm-hmm. And right. uh, I think that's a, a beautiful picture for Christians, well, right. even for for non Christians, for uh, for in the Judeo Christian yeah. tradition, it's a beautiful picture of how our Creator cares about taking what comes natural, because that really your gifting for Joshua really came somewhat naturally, yeah. yeah. But it was in a process of training, 
right. that it's enhanced. Yeah. Which brings me to another point is that we have four sons, and I think they all dream, um, and they all dream different things and they don't all use um uh their whatever god has called them to do to do the same thing the same way they're all different so us saying this for those who are listening who may have children and you're like oh i wish my son would do that or my daughter would do that or my husband would do that there's a process and there's a journey for everyone and you definitely don't want to push someone in a way that they don't they're not feeling led or something like that. And I think that's always important, too, to just embrace people and love people where they are on their journey. Well, that's another good question, I think, for Joshua. In, and I don't even know if I know the answer to this. I'm afraid. I know. I know. But I'm <laughs> He's thinking, been so honest lately, it hurts. I'm thinking ahead. about this, this idea of uh, I love you. Do, I love you. You know, treating uh, our the people around us, not just necessarily family and children, but treating the people around us differently because we treat them not differently because they of its an intention to be different with them, but but responding to them in the way that they best receive yeah. in that And sense. Joshua felt very comfortable. I I don't know, Joshua, did you ever feel forced or pushed that, when we were, that's I thought I that's where ask. you were yeah. going? Good. I'm sorry. No, did I take did it well. out of your mouth? That's all right. I never felt forced. I don't think I felt forced or pushed. Uh, you know, I think, I think at times maybe I felt like there was some kind of responsibility, mm-hmm. right? Like that, that's, that's definitely probably more of a word I would use. Um, and 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 I, no, I, I come at this. I think at this point, I've come to this, come to a, a kind of an understanding about what that was. You know, I think a lot about you know when because I have kids now, and mm-hmm. I think a lot about how I'm going to train my kids and teach my kids this, this whole thing of spirituality, mm-hmm. Christianity, mm-hmm. dreams, right. you know, understanding how God speaks to us. Mm-hmm. But it won't be the same way. We it won't did be it. the same way. But but at the same yeah. time, I think I, I felt because both of you were. Involved, and 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 grand granddaddy was so involved mm. with ministry and with with this kind of thing i felt some responsibility at, at times mm. to do it to be able to do it right and there were times where it definitely made me feel um lesser or 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 discouraged because i felt like i couldn't or maybe you didn't have a choice i, I maybe not okay. not necessarily that i didn't have a choice um if, if I did feel that way, it was self-inflicted. It wasn't okay. that I felt like other people were telling me, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I think at the same time, raising my kids, I think I understand now looking back to it, I, I see that as a positive thing. Because what I see is, <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> what I see is like this this journey that I had of, of I didn't feel responsible to to that because it was forced upon me. I felt responsible to that because, uh, because I felt like it was, I was supposed to carry it. Mm. I was supposed to carry it on. I think especially now in, in modern times, we've had this loss of, of understanding of a family and a lineage and a legacy. And I think looking back at the things that I have experienced, you know, uh, many people would say, especially people my age and, and younger would say that you don't need to have anything to do with your family. You can mm. just cut off ties. You can yeah. do your own thing. You can mm. be your own person. Mm. You don't have, it, who cares what your parents did or what their grandparents did that you can do your own thing. And to, to an extent that's true, mm. but there's always a piece of, I think, and I believe 
for most people, there is a piece of you that's wrapped up in, in your history and your lineage and your legacy to be able to go back and say, I have some responsibility to this. Whether it's small, whether it's just remembering it mm. even, I have some responsibility to this. And I think I think at the time when I was going through this, I wouldn't have understood that. But looking mm. back, I'm thankful for it mm. because I I and and it, I think it was wonderful that you you two didn't force me into it because I probably wouldn't have gotten here if that mm. was the case. Mm. If you if you had forced me into that I, and and pushed me into that, said you have this responsibility, mm. yeah. I would not be here. I would not be in that place. Receiving the responsibility mm. yeah. on your own made it more palatable. Exactly. In that sense. And not only palatable, but more more. Um, I was able to do it. Yeah, I was. I, it, it wasn't. It was no longer a burden. It was a. It was a goal. Yeah. But that's what I think. I was saying it was choice. You didn't feel. Yeah. It didn't feel forced. It was something that you could choose. Well, I love is, it because it's it's uh, it's like that concept of of you, you know. I mean, I was just thinking about the metaphor for it. If it were a dream, you you you're a different flavor of ice cream than mm. your mom and I. Yeah. You're still ice cream, right? And you can put your own toppings. You know, you mm-hmm. may like sprinkles, and I may like hot fudge. So, yeah. you know, that's the way it goes. Mm-hmm. I love that. I'm glad we took the time for this. We're out of time for mm-hmm. today, and mm-hmm. I think we could have cut both topics short if we hadn't have completed this. Right. So, right. Yeah. Uh, let me just say before we have to go today, we're going to hold Joshua over in the studio and go ahead and record next week's episode as well mm-hmm. to cover the things we started talking about that we w- would go, uh, but. Just remind you out there, we appreciate you. Uh, if you are enjoying the podcast, like, share, you know, subscribe. Uh, we're on YouTube uh, and Instagram and Facebook and multiple platforms now, as well as our audio podcast. So uh, interact with us there, and we'll be very grateful. Until next time, keep dreaming.